Well, then I guess there's only one thing left to do. What's that? Win the whole fucking thing. Well, there's actually two things you can do. One, win the whole fucking thing. And two, check out this week's episode of the Couch Potato Podcast, where Lucas and I go into the 1989 film Major League. Why don't you go ahead and check it out? Hi again, everybody. This is Russ, and welcome to the Couch Potato Podcast. Uh, with me always is Lucas. Lucas, what's happening, man? What's going on, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? Uh, not too bad. I'm going to try to soldier through this. Uh, apparently, I'm going through puberty again. Uh, my voice is just all of a sudden shot, so we'll see. Well, I'm glad to see you're finally going through puberty. <laughs> Thanks, man. It's, you know, <laughs> just that, that moment in a boy's life where... He, you know, becomes a man. You're a man now. Yeah, I, I'm struggling with all these emotions, and I might make it through this just because, like, I'll probably break down and start crying, and then I'll get real mad. <laughs> oh, teenage boys. You'll you'll figure that out here soon enough with your son. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm counting down the days. Um, well, uh, tonight uh, we uh, chose a... One of my favorite sport, actually my favorite sports movie of all time, uh, the 1989 classic Major League. Lucas, have you seen this before? I have. I've seen it uh, several times, actually. It's a fantastic movie. It's got a really good cast, and it's really fucking hilarious. I agree. Uh, this is actually, this movie is uh, what made me a Cleveland Indians fan. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. If, uh, this movie is what uh, started the fandom for you. Yep, this is it. Um, of course, uh, you're a Browns fan, so you kind of know how I feel. I mean, basically being a, Cle- or a Cleveland fan, period, is just torture. It's it's a rough life. It's I don't recommend it for anybody. Yeah, last time the Indians won a World Series was 1948. And what about 70-some years? 71-ish? Yeah, uh, actually, uh, the World Series a couple of years ago was the two longest World Series droughts in the his- uh, amongst teams currently playing was the Cubs and the Indians, and the Cubs snapped their streak, so now the Indians have the longest streak in baseball. That is really unfortunate. It is. It is. Um, well, before we start the movie, uh, give everybody a quick tale of the tape. Um, Major League was released on April the 7th, 1989. Uh, the director is David S. Ward. Uh, are you familiar with the movie The Sting? has uh, Redford and Newman in it? I am not, but, you know, I'm, I'm not a, I'm a human IMDb like you are. Well, shucks. You just say the sweetest things. <laughs> uh, well, David S. Ward was a writer on that. So, and you definitely need to check that out sometime. It's a fantastic movie. Will do. Um, stars Tom Berenger, Charlie Sheen. Uh, we get a platoon reunion. Uh, Corbin. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Forgot about that. Yeah, Corbin Burnson's in this. Um, people listening to this probably remember him from Psych. Uh, he was a big deal back in the 80s. He was in L.A. Law. Um, this is Rene Russo's first movie. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, we huh. get we get a young Wesley Snipes. Pre problems with tax evasion. Yeah, this is before he becomes a vampire hunter. 
He tries to stand yeah. the baseball. First one's really good. Second one's a good, one, really good too. Really, mm-hmm. I just remember the first one. Oh, anyway, good. I dig- I digress. And then uh, Dennis Haysbert's in this. Uh, he's the Allstate guy. Oh man, and I I fucking love him in this movie too. It's almost like the role was made for him. Oh, I agree. Pedro Serrano is a badass. Also, he's built like a brick shit house in this movie. Yeah, he's actually he has the distinction of uh, playing David Palmer in the series twenty four. So mm-hmm. he was a precursor to Barack Obama to an extent. Oh yeah, he was the uh, he was the president on that show. Correct. He, wasn't he, he was the head of the CTE for a minute too, wasn't he? No, he he was just the president of the United States. And if he was an actual candidate, I'd vote for him right now. <laughs> well, we would all save on car insurance. That's true. They have the safe driver uh, discount and whatever else. Allstate says I have a DUI on my record when I don't, so I don't they really. Spon- they should sponsor us and get rid of that uh, fake DUI. Well, until they do, I'm not going to consider them. I don't want their money. <laughs> um, also, uh, actually, this movie was well regarded amongst critics. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score is 83%. Um, budgeted at $11 million, brought home $48 million. So pretty profitable movie as well. Yeah, somebody had a good payday. Yeah. Um, well, we'll go ahead and uh, count you down here so you can uh, – no one hit play, so Lucas, you want to do the honors? Yeah. All right, everybody, in three. Oh, before we start, we should let you know that right now this movie isn't currently on any streaming platforms, so you'll have to rent it from Vudu, iTunes, Fandango, Nows. Or if you have That's the DVD good. or the Blu-ray, you can pop that in and watch it too. That's a good point. We should start making out a habit. We should probably let people know before the movie starts where you can watch it at. Yeah. But then again, for like the three people that are watching this, they already know where to find the stuff. That's or true. They probably already have access to our movie library anyways. True. <laughs> All right, Lucas, whenever you're right. ready. Yep. Uh, we're going to do this in three, two, one, play. The instantly recognizable mountains of Paramount. One of the last of the big or the major studios too. They're starting to slowly get merged into bigger studios. Yeah. You know, um, this this like opening shot of Cleveland. It looks exactly the same today as it did when they filmed this movie. Yeah. Like if you look at Cleveland today, it looks exactly the same. Like nothing's changed except for maybe, you know, all these factories here are shut down. Oh, I'm sure they are. You know, the song that's playing right now, it's called uh, Burn On by Randy Newman. And uh, Randy Newman's the guy, like, he does, like, the songs off Toy Story. He's a famous movie. He's done a lot of songs for movies. He's a famous songwriter. He's also, uh, they did a really funny Family Guy skit about him, too. But, oh, really? Uh, Oh, yeah. I would do the impression if my voice wasn't going. Uh, but this song that's uh, playing right now is about the uh, the Cuyahoga River being on fire because it's so polluted. <laughs> well, you know, good old Cleveland. 
man. You know, I, and I was thinking about this movie. I think I think it's very funny that they did a movie about the uh, the baseball team because, as you know, being a Cleveland fan, it goes the Browns first, then the Indians, then the Cavs. Well, but for a while the Cavs were kind of the kings of Cleveland with LeBron. Yeah, when he was there, it was it was all about them. But now that he's gone, it's all about the Browns again. Well, well, hey, that now the Browns got their own movie later on. You guys pulled off uh, Draft Day. It's true. But you guys need Kevin Costner as your GM. He was actually a really savvy GM, although that movie is totally unrealistic. The NFL doesn't operate like that. <laughs> that we know of. We'll have to go into that movie at some point, too, like actually sit down and watch that. Cause that movie's actually enjoyable, but it's pretty far-fetched. Yeah, because the Browns are pretty good in that. At least the, after the draft. Yeah, they, they drafted uh, Black Panther with their first pick, so they should be pretty good. Wakanda forever. I said that as plainly as I possibly could. <laughs> you sound like uh, somebody's grandparents saying that. <laughs> Imagine like imagine going and buying like a Halloween costume for your grandson. Like, I'm looking for the Wakanda Forever character. <laughs> I just, I oh, was just like, Grandma, just let me take care of it, all right? The old uh, municipal stadium, that's what it was called, right? Mm-hmm. Yep, municipal man, stadium. That, that thing was a dump. That was the home to the Browns and the Indians together. Mm-hmm. Now, what what else was she in? The uh, the owner of this, of the team. Oh, uh, Margaret Whitten. Yeah. Uh, I only remember her from Major League, but uh, while this is playing, I'll take a look at her IMDb real quick. Okay. See here, I was thinking you were IMDb. Close. She actually just passed away a couple of years ago. Oh, really? Yep, uh, 2016. Not too bad. She doesn't look very old. I, you know, honestly, this scene, this almost feels like how the Browns go about finding their their roster. Yeah, this is uh, but, what's, what's Jimmy Haslam's wife's name? D Haslam. Yeah, she's just running the show. Jimmy's like yeah. off somewhere doing whatever. <laughs> Making billions. This guy is dead. Cross him <laughs> off then. <laughs> I had a pretty good laugh about that one. Uh, she's not been in anything that anybody would really remember. Uh, she was in Nine and a Half Weeks. That's like uh, the Kim Basinger, Mickey Rourke erotic thriller. Hmm. She was in the sequel to Major League, Major League Two. And The Man Without a Face. Yeah, I don't know that one. But I have seen Major League Two.
It looks like everybody's dad when he comes home from work. <laughs> Just leave me alone for 10 minutes. I've had a really bad day. <laughs> so, now I know this is like a fictional account of the Cleveland Indians, but was there no team in Miami? At this time, no. The uh, Marlins didn't come into the league until 94, and they were called the Florida Marlins at the time. And this concept is actually based off of uh, the Minnesota Twins owner actually tried to do this once. He tried – I guess they had an agreement with the city. And if they hit a certain number of fans through a year, if they didn't meet that, then he had the right to opt out of his uh, lease and move the team. And Interesting. They sold it, but a group of investors from Minneapolis bought the Twins and kept them there. Well, that's good. Um, <laughs> I love, I love this part. See him with the the hat on his head, and a the young sombrero. filly in the in the young filly in bed. Yeah. Tom Berenger had a quite a run in the '80s. He, besides uh, Platoon and this, he was in a a really good movie called Shoot to Kill, where he was a a tracker. They, him and a FBI agent were trying to rescue his girlfriend from a serial killer. That's pretty good. And he was in a uh, what else was he? Oh, The Big Chill, which is a movie a little before my time, but pretty good. Oh man, here we go. I love this part. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love this part. He's like, he's like, can I take it over? I got somebody on the other line uh, wants some white walls. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. Now, that actor's name is uh, James Gammon. And apparently, I mean, just looking at him, you would guess that he's a guy that likes to drink a little bit. And uh, apparently him and Charlie Sheen, uh, Charlie Sheen did an interview with uh, Sports Illustrated, I think for the 30th anniversary last year or the year before for this, and uh, said that uh, him and James Gammon uh, got along quite smashingly. Well, I could definitely see Charlie Sheen being quite the partier and then anybody around him, you know, to try to keep up. (laughs) Well, he tells a story about uh, He tells a story about um, he called uh, James Gammon a warlock. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then he's uh never seen so somebody in so much pain trying to make a cup of coffee at 6 a.m <laughs> i mean if you look at him throughout this whole movie he kind of does look hung over the whole time I, I love lou brown though lou brown's so awesome in this and here comes pedro serrano trying to sell you some all-state insurance <laughs> with his voodoo doll You know, I, uh, I forget what the doll's name is now. Oh, his voodoo doll is named Jobu. Jobin, that's right. Jobu. Jobu, that's, yeah. yes, Jobu. Jobin is from uh, I Love You, Man. <laughs> I believe it's also the name of the lawnmower man. <laughs> <laughs> I 
that's what I'm going to do from now on. I'm going to shut the work with golf clubs. Like, yeah, you know, I'm not here to really work that hard. I'm just here to hit golf balls. Are you going to do that pompous wave that he does when he walks in? Yeah. <laughs> Willie Mays Hayes. They're all confused. What the hell's going on here? He hadn't been in a lot up to this point, too. I just remember him from uh, Goldie Hawn did a movie where she coaches a high school football team called Wildcats. It had uh, him and uh, Woody Harrelson in it. Huh. What the hell kind of car is that? Is that a spruced up? It's a, uh, it's a Volkswagen Bug with a Rolls-Royce uh, emblem on the, the hood. <laughs> you know... If I were a little bit older, this is actually the look I would have had in the 80s. Actually, I may just do this look anyway. Just just go to work on Monday looking like that? Yep, absolutely. I'm just going to cut all the sleeves off my shirts. Well, actually, if I could get away with that in public, I'd probably do that now. My girlfriend's going to be really excited when I cut that little thing in the back of my head. Can I call you Veghead? Yeah, absolutely. But just expect that look right there. I like how everybody else on the team, you know, besides the main characters, all have like perms. <laughs> well, Tom Berenger's rocking a pretty sick one right now, too. Yeah, he is. I like how he's the only one that showed up looking like a professional. <laughs> Willie Mays Hayes. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else was like, ah, fuck it. We're just here to hang out. Dressed to impress. Well, no, Roger Dorn had the, uh, looked like the Tommy Hilfiger uh, sweater on. and. Well, yeah, but he looks like somebody's dad that's about to go golfing on the weekend. <laughs> Keep bats warm. I love how he just checks that in. <laughs> oh, he barely speaks English, but he understands, you know. He's got that look down like, don't fuck with me. That guy currently asleep in that bed looks like he has no business being on a professional baseball team. Like the janitor's <laughs> staying the night there, too, I guess. <laughs> He's got all the keys in his pocket. Now, I, I really didn't understand this part. Was he just not supposed to be there? <laughs> yeah, um, when you go to uh, spring training camp, uh, you're invited, and he wasn't invited. So he just shows up, and then the cops come and just carry him outside rather than arrest him. That was pretty nice of him. Yeah, they just packed his shit, left him. They let him sleep in, and everything was pretty nice. Man, I like how, you know, just the night before, who the hell is that? Like, you forgot his name? 
He had a Rolls Royce on his V dub. <laughs> a Rolls Royce symbol on his VW bug. I think that would be uh, pretty memorable. Now, when I was doing some research on this movie, um, I would assume that since Wesley Snipes has been in three sports movies, he was in Wildcats, this, and um, White Men Can't Jump. I figured right. he was at least somewhat athletic being cast in three movies, but apparently he is very unathletic. Uh, the scenes that you see him in, like when he's doing something phenomenal, they shoot him in slow motion. It's to make him look better than he actually is. That's kind of rough. Yeah, um, uh, they also, the um, you'll never see him throw a baseball at all in this entire movie. <laughs> so that... That part right there where he that's, tried to that's do probably, a little fancy bat work is uh, pretty real. There's me in the batting cages just popping them up all day. Well, next time you go to the batting cage, you start doing that. I'll just make you do uh, push-ups. You'll never do it again. You have to leg him out with your speed, Lucas. Do, do I run like maze, but hit like shit? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Man, I'm going to be swole. Coming through, giving everybody the business, isn't he? What the hell does that sign mean? No pepper. It's a uh, a game that involves the fence. Um, I'll look it up here. I used to know what it meant, but I forgot. Um, while I'm looking this up, though, uh, Charlie Sheen actually could throw 85 miles an hour during the filming of this movie. Pretty impressive. I don't I don't know what I throw, but I don't think it's 85. Uh, he actually used steroids, though, to uh, help him get to 85 miles an hour. Oh, well, that'll, that'll do it. Yeah, he just openly admitted to that in that interview that he juiced to help with his fastball. Oh, well, you know, Charlie Sheen doesn't give a shit. You know, somehow I believe that he would actually hit these that far. He's he fucking jacked in this movie. He actually could. Uh, him and Charlie Sheen were like the two, I guess, the best baseball players in the cast. Oh, okay. I guess apparently Tom Berenger wasn't very good either. Huh. So it sounds like they uh, cast the right people. Oh. Man, when I was when I was watching this, I fucking lost it at this scene, dude. I was cracking up because I could just picture this guy doing this, <laughs> throwing it on the ground, just whipping his dick out and pissing on it. Fuck it. <laughs> well, I think your contract. I think if I ever get written up at work, I might just do that with a write up. 
Oh man, I hope you do. I mean, I don't want, I don't want to see it because I don't want to see your schlong. But goddamn, I just I want to hear about that. <laughs> yeah, Russ got sent home. He pissed on his ride up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. That guy right there, that's exactly what I'd look like when I I took my fucking shirt off right now. Oh, Eddie Harris? Yeah. <laughs> Vagisil. That's so gross. <laughs> Gotta get it all lubed up. He's kind of an underrated character in this movie. He's got some really good lines in this. Kind of looks like Billy Bob Thornton. Uh, that guy's name is Chelsea Ross. He was in. Uh, he's been in a bunch of movies. He was in Hoosiers too. Uh, he was like the uh, asshole dad. He was in like a couple of uh, Steven Seagal's early movies. Hmm. He's been like he's that guy. Like you'll watch him in a movie. And like oh yeah, I remember him from that. Or I've seen him in there, but you don't really know his name. Yeah. There's the fucking Cleveland Indians Voltron right there, like the big stars. Yep. They all they all come together. They're uh they're a dangerous bunch. You know, considering that like all the guys are standing right there, it's hard to believe that right now Dennis Haysbert's probably got the most successful career currently out of anybody standing around that. <laughs> really? But yeah, Tom Berenger doesn't do anything. Corbin Burnson's really not much. And, I mean, Charlie Sheen just kind of fucking flew off the rails. Now he's got HIV. Doesn't do anything anymore. You know, I do kind of miss when Charlie Sheen went a little crazy. Oh, what was that? Like, I know he had – what was those catchphrases? Tiger blood. I love the warlock one, though, especially when he talks about James Gammon. Well, what was the other stuff that he used to say? Oh man, I don't I don't remember, but it was it was good stuff. I always uh always like to jump on Twitter to see what he uh had to say. I uh I should have looked it up. I wonder if uh voodoo is a common uh religion there in uh Puerto Rico. Is he from Puerto Rico? I think that's where they say this from. Well, I'm going to look it up. Man, just can't handle the the breaking stuff. Oof. Man, I was, you know, telling telling somebody to get in front of a ball that's skipping like that, that's hard to do because I wouldn't want to do that. I never noticed that till just now that Harris has a shoe, like basically waiting to smack that snake. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> how he had like a like a boa or a python, and 
Wesley Snipes over here with like a gardener snake. <laughs> he straps down does the push-ups right there. Shit, Jesus. Oof. Back in the old days when baseball was a contact sport. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see the when the Reds like Norm Charlton when the they had the nasty boys it was Norm Charlton, Rob Dibble and Randy Myers. There was a Sunday night baseball game between the Dodgers and the Reds. And Norm Charlton, like you know how like when the pitchers get on base they wear the jackets. Yeah. He was at third base and he got knocked like somebody got a, a I forget who was up to the plate at the time but the they got a hit, and he was coming home, and then there was a play at the plate, and he absolutely destroyed Mike Sosha, the catcher of the Dodgers, on this play. You have to, like, do the YouTube video of it. Yeah. I'm sure it's on there. But, man, he just destroys him, and he's a pitcher. I hate that's You know what? Pitchers are players, too. They need to stop being such prima donnas. Oh, man, Gentry's going bye-bye. Doesn't look too happy about it. Either. I bet he's a career minor leaguer. He's probably like one of those guys that bats like two sixty in Triple A. <laughs> Plays currently for the Louisville Bats. I'm gonna get me one of those hats. I was just about to say the same thing. I kind of want one of those. What was that? Sh what was that shit that he was uh, had on the the front of that snake that he was? Drawn on the locker. Uh, I don't know. It looked like spray paint, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> he just dumped a bunch of fucking like white out on that snake's face and just like wrote on it, the locker. <laughs> snake's just sitting there like, oh, okay, sure. We'll just rub my face on this. When you hear, uh, when your time off for work gets approved, this is what we go and do outside. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> see my feet can't move like that though it would be like where uh your shoes like stick to like the floor yeah <laughs> i would attempt to do the moonwalk and fall mine would just look like i'm walking backwards <laughs> This is also you after you get a write-up. <laughs> <laughs> you may think I'm shit now, but someday you're going to be sorry that you wrote me up. <laughs> well, he threw that one pretty accurately. Yeah, it's like channel that into on the mound. Yeah. When you find out the write-up was actually for someone else. <laughs> oh, great. Russ you know, is beating up one of the managers. <laughs> you know, it's actually, uh, it's not a, it's not a team unless there's a fight in the locker room every once in a while. 
it, it builds character. It's true. <laughs> oh man, I would totally play for a manager like this. Shut up, Dorn. Oh, I would too. You know he's a great uh, manager too because he got that dick duster. You know, like Lou Brown has got to be one of the best, like manager coaches in sports movie history. I mean, he would have to be up there with, uh, I'd say, Herb Brooks from Miracle, uh, Gordon Bombay and the Mighty Ducks, uh, Herman Dean and Remember the Titans, or Herman mm-hmm. Boone. Sorry, not Herman Dean. Herman Boone from Remember the Titans. I kind of hurt my feelings saying that because I love Remember the Titans. And I can't believe I goofed up his name. Oof. Maybe we'll have to uh, edit that out and make it sound really good. <laughs> yeah, totally we'll edit that out. I, I like how the stadium on it had that real shitty Cleveland Brown sign. <laughs> yeah, it was like <laughs> so, somebody painted it on wood and put it up there. <laughs> well, that's that's what Municipal Stadium deserves, though. They, that thing was a piece of shit. They bought it at uh, like a craft show in the parking lot. <laughs> Actually, though, most of the scenes in this movie weren't filmed at Municipal Stadium. They were filmed in Milwaukee County Stadium. Um, I guess. Really? Yeah, I guess there was some kind of issue where the uh, the the Browns and the Indians were having scheduling conflicts. So they weren't able to film the movie there, and I guess it was cheaper in Milwaukee, so they went ahead and filmed it there. So I wonder. This scene looks like Municipal Stadium, though. So I wonder if they. Uh... You know, did this in like the summer or something when both teams are off or something. I'm sure they probably did. Like most of the like the baseball scenes that are filmed in uh, Milwaukee, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think we do we do that too. Like when we're uh, we're acting like we're shooting a paper, you know, paper basketball, and if it goes flying too far, like whoa, look at that one. That one's really going. I think I'm going to show up to an interview like this. I'm just going to have that uh, see-through mesh shirt on with the uh, (laughs) leather jacket and the tie around my neck. What I've always wondered about this movie is I'm guessing that this takes place the same day that Taylor was hitting, like, the the imaginary home run. And Rick Vaughn had a decent shirt on, and he took it off to wear, like, the mesh tank top. (laughs) They're uh, they're looking at him like, how many how many more uh, speeches you got here, bud? You can also tell this is a movie too because Wesley Snipes and Tom Berenger are actually drinking alcohol, and Charlie Sheen's drinking what looks to be a Coke or Pepsi. Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe he's just doing that because uh, you know he's. May, uh, it may have rum in it. I don't know, but yeah, he should be on parole though, right? Right. Does she know that? I think I asked this question of you, Russ, for some for people every day. Hey, you want me to drag him outside and kick the shit out of him? That's a real friend. Hey, this this uh, lady that came and told her that she had a phone call. Um, she looks really familiar from other movies, and I cannot think of it. I'm gonna look it up. 
because I, when I was watching this, I was thinking of that. Well, how would you she look that like, up on the internet? Like woman who gives Rene Russo phone yeah, in Major League. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like when I'm you check one. And like at the end credits, it's going to be like tells Renee Russo she's got to call the front desk lady. <laughs> That's a <her> role. <laughs> and then she she went on to great things. Phone lady went on to great things. It's probably Rachel White's or something. <laughs> I love uh, Tom Berenger's uh, science teacher at parent teacher night at the local high school suit he's got on. With yeah, with the uh, that fucking hair, man. 80s hair written all over it. At least it's thick and lustrous. I can't really make fun of too many people's hairs now since like I'm starting to lose mine. Yeah, that's true. That is a good point because I am also going bald. I'd actually kill for that hair right now. You know... I know that 555 starting off as a fake number, but they're starting to run out of phone numbers. I think they're going to have to start using that at some point. You know, we we should write a movie telephone directory and just sell it. <laughs> and just like every movie where there's a phone number in it, like uh, I forget what the number she gives him, but like that'll be listed on there. Yeah. I'm actually going to shave my hair with a knife like that at some point. When I uh, shaved my head bald, I thought about doing that at one point. It's like, I wonder like how, how much that would hurt to do that. Oh, I'm sure it'd be awful. The look he gives just just now, like, is he just, like, playing nervous or is he, like, jacked up on cocaine? <laughs> Maybe he's nervous because he's jacked up on cocaine. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the right answer, probably. is not necessarily the uh, speech you want to give your team on the first day. If you ever have to run like a a morning meeting at work, you should just tell them like uh, if they don't think we're going to do good because you're like leading the team, just tell them I'll give them a nice big shit burger to eat. (laughs) man i miss those old striped socks like that no teams wear those anymore do they uh you know i don't know it's generally like i know when i played it was uh the, the solid colored socks it was when i was uh and we always had the uh, 
the striped socks or like the little things that go over side of them. All the stirrups? Yeah. I got hit under the table. Ah <laughs> oh, man, this, I think this is my favorite character of the whole movie. Well, Bob Euchre. Uh, for those yeah. of you, for those of you, do you know he's an actual baseball broadcaster? Yeah, for a team out west, right? No, he does Milwaukee Brewers baseball. Oh, does he? Mm-hmm. I thought he was out west. Well. Maybe I should do some research before we do these one of these days, huh? Yeah. That's Listen what to that before. crowd. <laughs> That's true. You are, you are the Batman. You know, um, he actually, uh, he actually uh, got cast because he was on a television show in the '80s called Mr. Belvedere. And the director never knew he was a baseball announcer, but he cast him based on that television show. Huh. (laughs) This is actually how I, uh, that's how I coach my youth players too. Don't ever fucking do that again. (laughs) That's why you're a coach of the year. That's true. I was coach of the year once. Still have a plaque. It's actually uh, in my living room. You're the Lou Brown of girls' youth soccer. <laughs> Minus the uh, Charlie Sheen parties. <laughs> yeah. One of the girls tells her mom, like, I don't know, but Coach Lucas looked like he was in a lot of pain this morning. <laughs> <laughs> The first baseman for the Yankees right here is uh, a former uh, American League Cy Young Award winner. Really? Yeah, it's uh, Pete Yukovich. He pitched for the Milwaukee Brewers. Huh. Digging the handlebar. You need to bring that back. Yeah, I do. Oh, like- classic. Get him to look at the shoestring <sighs> trick. <laughs> I think that scene is in like every baseball movie where like th- like two infielders and an outfielder are trying to converge on the ball at the same time and like they miss. I think it's in every baseball movie. Yeah, I think it almost has to be. But fuck, they did it twice. I've never seen it twice in a movie, though. This, this movie is revolutionary. You know, um, watching him pour this alcohol into the uh, into their into his drinks, um, that's what it's like watching the Cleveland Browns too. Well, trust me, it was uh, being an Indians fan. Uh, I've been through some pretty shitty years myself. It's true. Should we point out that at uh, that at one point I watched baseball religiously and uh, I was a Cubs fan growing up? Yeah, that that's what makes that uh, Indians uh, Cubs World Series sting just a little bit more. 
I mean, it stings, but it just like that's just like a little. That's just digs the knife just a little deeper. Yeah, they just have a a teepee sitting in the outfield. Yeah, that part hasn't aged too well, though. How's your wife and my kids? <laughs> I love, I love this. I, I was actually texting you about this earlier, Russ. It's too high. It's way too high. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> yeah, I still don't get this either. Like, that guy's just fucking stupid. Yeah. Who gives a shit? God. <laughs> Who gives a shit? It's God. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's such a funny line. Oof. Now he did get a raw deal in this because typically if you hit a batter, you would get a warning before getting thrown out of the game. But him swearing <laughs> at the umpire that was going to get him kicked out too. I think it's funny that the guy literally carried him off the field. He literally picked him up. <laughs> so I need to know what the dynamic of those four people is because there's the older lady back there with the three younger guys. I think they're just the the season ticket holders that are there every year regardless. Wait, I, hold on a minute. Christ, I can't find it to hell with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I just, I really want to hear an announcer say that. Um, have you ever watched a show on uh, IFC called Brockmire? It has Hank Azaria in it. No, but I do remember you telling me about yeah, it. If you take Harry Doyle and, like, turn him up to 10, that's Don Brockmire. I'm going to need that in real life. I'm going to need somebody to actually be like that. Now, am I the only one that watches this movie that starts to get a little bit of the stalker vibes from Jake Taylor? That's what I was about to say. This is getting a little stalkerish. Now he's showing up at, uh, at her workplace. I'm just glad this, this doesn't take a dark turn, though, in this movie. That would really throw the dynamic off. This just gets, like, really dark. Well, he's he's just such a sweet guy, you know? I mean, besides all the all the cheating shit that he did. But you know what? It's just time to let it go. Come on, Rene Russo. Yeah, can you imagine, like, uh, like the, the ending and, like, hey, where's Jake at? Like, oh, he's in jail. He violated a restraining order. <laughs> yeah. You know, he said, wouldn't you want to be with somebody who's uh, who's in demand? 
How do you know that, that her lawyer fiancé isn't in demand? Well, he is a lawyer, isn't he? Yeah. So he's always in demand. Now this, like, the whole Lynn-Jake thing is, like, I wish they would have kind of trimmed some of this down and given more of the screen time to, like, Ricky and Willie Mays Hayes and Serrano. Because I think, like, just them getting to know them would be much better than this whole Jake-Lynn, Jake's a piece of shit boyfriend, and then he tries to win her back at the end or throughout the movie. Yeah, see what they're up to on their days off. Especially Serrano. Like, what the hell is that guy doing when he's not at the baseball field? As long as they wouldn't devote more time to Roger Dorn because fuck that guy. True. <laughs> this is, once again, sorry to keep bringing up the Browns, but this is me like every year. <laughs> We're like seven games out of first. How do we get back in there? Are we going to be the worst team ever? Are we, gonna, you know? Do you just keep a bottle of uh, like Pepto Bismol in your like your shirt pocket because it fucks with your stomach that much? Yeah. Yep, at this point with this plane rolling up, be like, nope, I'm out. I'll just, uh, I'll drive myself. (laughs) I'll rent a car. (laughs) (laughs) He's reading a hustler. (laughs) I say reading in quotes. Yeah, those are thick quotes. See, there he goes again, drinking a Coke in a bar. This is definitely fiction. <laughs> Maybe this is his off time to re-energize his uh, tiger blood. And nothing does that more than an ice-cold Coca-Cola classic. <laughs> Need the stewardess, huh? Now, that lightning looked pretty ferocious. Like, that plane's going to get struck by lightning and crash. Yeah, I know. Like, where the hell are they where there's lightning like that? It looked like they were flying to a game in the Bermuda Triangle. Now, see, there's no way an announcer could get away with that. Now, uh, Tom Brenneman found that out the hard way the other day. That's true. Like Tom Brenneman for doing that is an absolute fucking idiot. And a yeah, piece of shit too. He said that in a very hateful tone also. Yeah. <laughs> He's taping the fucking propeller. <laughs> Ooh. 
That's easy. Just, you know, follow her home like a fucking stalker. Oh, her license plate says read. I just, just noticed, noticed that. that too. How cute. She's a librarian. Man, she must have had a rough day because she was really pissed off at that door. Good. Now, this is the thing that cracks me up is like Jake Taylor, I would imagine, like he makes the league minimum, which I think in 1989 is like $60,000. I think somewhere in that neighborhood. And that's the best he could do for an automobile is that fucking heap. Well, he was uh, was partying pretty hard in Mexico, as we saw. So, I mean, I'm actually surprised that thing made it to that apartment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like how he had to go hype himself up with two different <laughs> beers. <laughs> it's like, fuck, I'm going to do it. I've got three beers and like seven whiskey sours in me. Also, um, I have questions about how easy it is to just hit a button and walk into a penthouse apartment. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder that too. This whole fucking scene is just weird to me. Like, for one, like, the old couple, like, they're not anybody's parents. They're just there to hang out. Yeah, they're just there. <laughs> What? You know, I don't, I don't know a whole lot of lawyers, but they gotta be pissed off that they're always the bad guys in these movies. In any movie, a lawyer is just everybody hates them. Well, that's not entirely true. Uh, Susan Sarandon's a lawyer, and the client, she's pretty much a good person. Yeah, that's true. She does work for what a dollar. Yeah. Yeah, see, like this whole dynamic, like that woman is looking at Jake Taylor like it, all he has to do is just say the word and she will leave her husband for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, as uh, as we find out later in the movie, that seems to be going around. I know, uh, you know, know Jake, baseball players had it like that. You know, Jake Taylor... Low-key stalker, still classy guy, shook his hand. That's true. I got Margaret and Bob over here. Uh, their <laughs> names, I think. Did are... you see that? He just sat on something that scared him. <laughs> oh, fuck, I sat on the remote. And she is... She is drinking that drink like she is just imagining drinking him up. the subtitles in here mine just said a like he's canadian yeah i saw that too man she said that uh 
how good are you? Yeah, she's like, please say you're the best. And then he said, I make league minimum. She's like, oh, fuck, I'm out. Well, no, I think she kind of looks at him like, that's not a deal breaker, but it really hurts your chances. Now you got to say two words. Say two words and get me out of this dress. Well, this scene, it's really awkward. Jake just goes for it, though, man. He really, like, just flexes right in front of, like, all of his friends. Like, yeah, we used to be a thing. Yeah, you see her over there, the guy that, uh, that guy that she's marrying? Probably didn't hit it like I did. Damn, calm down, dude. Got some older folks here. (laughs) Just please, no swearing. And he roped it all back in, except for that guy. See, that's what my fucking hair looks like. The guy in the black, uh, the black jacket over there. <laughs> Damn, lady. Stay away from her. Suck my dick. This can't be. Give me one of those. Sorry, go ahead. I'm just saying this can't be good for old Rick Vaughn. He's getting called into the manager's office. I'm going to give me one of those clip on earrings. I'm willing to bet that Charlie Sheen actually has his ear pierced and he has that earring. Well, maybe not now, but he did. Yeah, if you listen to the stories, he was pretty wild, man. It's like, you know what, Charlie? Just come in however you want. Just, you know, we're flexible. (laughs) He's very observant. Manager is. The first time I seen this when he said you can't read them, Candy, I was expecting him to say, like, I don't know how to read. (laughs) I never learned to read. Is that true? No. Those glasses are fucking hideous. I mean, I guess that's the point, but. Don't do it. He warned you. Harris is such a slime ball in this movie. Yeah, he is. I thought he was going to go over there and pee on him for a second. (laughs) He's so proud of himself, too. Like, yeah, I just fucking 
stole the rum from a voodoo doll. Fight me, you little shit. <laughs> he, is, he is fucking out cold, too. <laughs> I don't know. Was he drinking like a Mai Tai or something in the, the booth? Yeah, he had an umbrella in it. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Dorn, you lazy sack of shit. Now, I would think that that would get him benched. You know? You would think so. Like, they have to have, they have to have, like, a utility guy that's at least, like, a good glove man. I mean, his bat isn't that important that they can't bench him for that. Must be one of those guys that makes so much money that they just won't bench him. <laughs> I never really paid attention. I've seen this movie hundreds of times, like the amount of beer he has in the booth. There is a lot. <laughs> he is drinking a lot. I think that's kind of a, a, a shitty thing to say. Like, how does Jake Taylor know that you know, I mean, they're professionals, but you don't know how they play in the California Penal League. They could play just the same as they do in Major League Baseball. Yep. And, uh, you know, maybe their catchers tell them to cut the crybaby shit, too, though. Yeah, they have, unwritten, don't know that either. They have unwritten rules. I mean, you can't shank somebody at first base or. <laughs> if you do, you know, just don't get caught. I've often wondered if uh, that's actually a thing in Major League Baseball that, like, catchers aren't talking shit to the batters when they're at the plate. And I really hope so, and I hope they're saying shit like that, too. Have you ever heard me say the, uh, the phrase, starting to come together, Pepper? You know, I've noticed as I'm watching this, there's so many lines from this movie that you use that I never realized were from this movie. God, there's that fucking shit box again. It looks like the car from The Evil Dead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have my uh, sound on for this, but I almost wonder if, uh, if it sounds like a bus, you know, when it's coming to a stop. It's got the squealing brakes. I'm sure it's probably one of those cars, too. You have to, like, turn the key, like, three times to get the turnover. Yeah, that's push the gas pedal like six times. But if you do it seven, you flooded it. <laughs> Fuck, I can't get over there to Dorn's house now. Dorn's all excited to see him. Like, hey, man, you want a beer? Like, you want to talk about some finances and stuff? He's like, no, I'm here to fuck you up. 
<laughs> which would you want me to do die for it well i mean usually if you're a pro yeah i mean it's the, the common thing to do looks like he's about to go play tennis it really shows you how old this movie is. There, there, There's a console TV with a VCR on top of it. You had to push the button to turn it off. Back Instead of using when, a remote. Back when men were men, we had to turn the TV off by getting up. At least it's not a, at least it's not a turn dial. Man, she walks in to watch watch her husband just get emasculated. <laughs> I really want some of that coffee. That's some fancy ass uh Well, you know it's not Folgers if it's served in a like a pot like that. It's true. Judging by attendance, you haven't. <laughs> is it now, being an Indians fan, I've been wondering this. Is there anybody that comes out to Wild Thing? Uh, no, but they, um, this kind of started the whole trend of like the closers coming out to like music, kind of like, you know, they do in professional wrestling. And uh, there was a picture for the, his name was Mitch Williams, and he kind of had the same tendencies that Ricky Vaughn does. Like, he was a little erratic. He yeah. came out to Wild Thing. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, was, he pitched for the Cubs and the Phillies. Like, is who he's probably most known for pitching for. <clears throat> but, yeah, he used to come out to Wild Thing, too, when the <clears throat> he came out to close a game. That's pretty cool. I think I would do that too. I personally think Mariano Rivera and Trevor Hoffman had the best. Uh, Mariano has Inner Sandman and Trevor Hoffman had Hell's Bells. Oh, yeah, that's pretty sweet. It's a good thing he had a couple on there. Smacks his ass. Hey, what's up, girl? James Gammon looks like he's hung over there. How's your dog wanting to join in on the, the podcast tonight? Yeah, she had some insight there. We should have. She's we... really, she was really excited about, uh, you know, biting the owner in the face. Well, is that what she said? I don't speak dog. I think we should, uh, I think I'm going to start doing this. I'm going to get me one of those, you know, troughs and just get like a, a boat engine just so I can have bubbles. You know what will happen when you do it, though? Like, the motor will fly off, and it'll, like, break down, like, one of the walls in your house. Or worse, it'll, like, it'll go towards you. Yeah, it'll, it'll like, somehow it'll end up flying through the air. Oh, oh, yeah, you got caught, girl. You can't even see him. It ain't over, is it? 
Now who's stalking who? You can't miss her Volkswagen Rabbit with the license plate read on it. So this part, I wonder, is he just not recognizable as the starting catcher and nobody wants to come up to him and, you know, bug him or? <laughs> he is probably the least favorite player on the Cleveland Indians. Like, he stalks his ex-girlfriend. That's true, he does. They read about it on Twitter. You know, I hear Jake Taylor's a real stalker. I don't like that guy. <laughs> Well, you know, back in the day, then it would have been, you know, phone calls to several people like, oh, my gosh, did you hear that he's stalking his girlfriend? Yeah, he had this really sad jazz song, like, playing, and he drove the bullpen car to her apartment. That fucking car, that little car is amazing. I thought he was going to rear-end her car for a second. Well, she, uh, he has to keep stalking her, so, you know, screw it. I'm going to end up hitting her car because of it. I like how my man just walks into the house. Yeah, he, like, knows like doesn't know the purpose of like knocking or ringing the doorbell or anything. He's like, Oh fuck it. I'll just help myself. Fuck it. It's Cleveland. Everybody just walks into everybody's house, right? Is she suggesting that baseball players aren't adults? Well, I think she's just insinuating that they're not. Like by <clears throat> by what she's saying here. I think I would have broken up with him then and just been done with it after that whole birthday party thing. Yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. Her friend's like, oh, I know Lynn's going to take him back. He's like, yeah, it's our last hurrah. No, it ain't, bitch. I'm stalking you somewhere. I'm, you know, it's kind of weird, but I've been uh, I've been trying to figure out what the hell is on that picture behind him. Right there on the wall. Is that her in a like bikini? That actually looks like a like a Japanese animation, like like a cover of some huh. kind, like a movie. Yeah. Yeah, she does have a lot of, like, there's some more art right there. 
<laughs> yeah, let's get aroused to where you're going to get married. Let's talk about that church. It's a really nice church. But I tell you what, she must really like him because he just played a whole baseball game. He's got to be fucking sweaty and stinky. He went from stalking her, and that was the last thing that they were going to ever say to one another, to now she's he's waking up in her bed, and he's invited to the wedding. That must have been his gift for the bride and groom. <laughs> would you would you get my wife this dick? <laughs> my gift to her is I show her how it gets done. And all the dogs are contributing tonight. Those, yeah. are, those are our special guests. Yeah, uh, my dog I wanted to chime in on the whole Jake Lynn thing, too. <laughs> I think he was also in there telling me that he likes the second one better. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't hate the second Major League. I know that a lot of people do. I didn't hate it. I thought it was funny. I just don't think it's 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 on the level of this one, and then the third one I don't even acknowledge. I think like it's got Scott Bakula in it, which he's like the guy that when you don't really have high hopes for a sports movie, but you need kind of a name, you get Scott Bakula. <laughs> I actually uh, I forgot until I was doing um, research on this that there was even a third movie in this series. I totally forgot about it. So they just say it doesn't exist. Yeah. Like the only person in the third one, that's from any of the other movies. I think, uh, Corbin Burnson's in the third one. And I think the guy that plays Rube, the catcher, I think he's in that too. Hmm. He doesn't even get a plaque. He gets a fucking, he gets painter's tape, <laughs> his name written in marker. You see that? Well, I think he's in the, like, uh, they're at Yankee Stadium here instead of, uh, like, Cleveland. Although I would be surprised to see that in Cleveland, that his name is also written on painter's tape, too. <laughs> <laughs> I love how, you know, even though his his team is a bunch of turds, he's still very optimistic about them. Well, actually, here they're uh, one game under five hundred at this point, too. That's true, but, I mean, you know, even so, they were – he's still optimistic, a couple all-stars and stuff. Well, I mean, I think he has a legitimate point to an extent. I mean, they're, they're supposed to be fucking garbage, and they're – one game under 500. I mean, that's a pretty good managerial job. Yeah, so that brings back the point that you made that he uh, is one of the greatest managers in a sports movie. I'd put him in the top five. Hard to argue.
man, imagine this. You worked your ass off. Think you're doing good stuff. You know, you make the team and then managers comes. Oh, yeah, you guys are all getting shit canned at the end of the year. I've also heard you win, uh, use this line. Win the whole fucking thing. God damn, like, after, when he says that, like, I just, like, I want to run through a brick wall. I'd play for, I'd play with him on a team. Jake Taylor, low-key stalker, but a hell of a team captain. That's true. <laughs> Is that old guy on the team too? <laughs> you talking about the bald guy at the very end? Yeah, he's probably Jeez. the trainer. It's a great idea. Every time somebody at work does something great, you should uh, start peeling, you know, stickers off of somebody's picture. I don't even know who we would do that to. This movie, though, like, the last, like, starting now, like, this movie goes from being good to, like, it just kicks up a notch. Like, when they start the whole montage scene. Isn't there a, a theme song for a montage? <laughs> Ooh, it takes a montage. <laughs> montage! We should have done that, like, a little sooner, but that's great. <laughs> I wonder if anybody else actually does this in real life, puts their gloves up on the wall. I wonder if anybody else lifts weights like that. Oh, I absolutely do. That's exactly what I look like. I got a jock strap on, just pumping iron. Makes me air more aerodynamic. <laughs> You're out. Man, I remember these awkward commercials for teens. Oh, Rick Vaughn's the only one that didn't put on a hat, too. It, they all seem to be putting on, like, a little bit of an effort, except for Roger Dorn here. Like, he looks like he's reading off of a cue card. Yeah. <laughs> He also looks extremely uncomfortable being around those guys. Now that probably that probably got Willie Mays Hayes like a shit ton of endorsement deals. Like that guy was oozing charisma in that commercial. Sign him up for a deal. Like he's gonna be doing shit for McDonald's and I'm sure he's going to have a signature shoe in a couple of years, and maybe he's on the cover of a video game. Yeah. You know, um, I was going to, I meant to say this earlier. One of the fans that they keep showing, isn't that the guy from Scrubs? Yeah, the janitor from Scrubs, uh, Neil Flynn. Yeah, I thought I recognized him. I can relate to this scene throwing ice on your knees. That's me every day. Yeah. There he is. You know, when you were talking about the uh, the twins did a similar thing to this movie, 
Um, didn't they build an outdoor baseball stadium in Minnesota? Yeah, Target Field's uh, an outdoor stadium now. Am I not? Am I the only one that thinks that's a terrible idea? Well, I mean, I guess for f- baseball purposes, it wouldn't be that bad because I mean, Minnesota doesn't get like shit cold till late November, anyways. Or I mean, I don't know if someone can help me out with the weather in Minnesota, but I would imagine it doesn't really affect baseball too much. And I would, I would hate it. <laughs> he looks like he's fucking drunk in this scene. I'm sure he is. <laughs> it's like, okay, James, what we need you to do is like look like you're having a good time. You know, oh, you've been at the bar all day? All right, well, just come on in. We just need you to, to, to laugh. That's it. Peel the last sticker off and laugh. Now, the the only thing that I didn't understand about this movie is... Dorn's wife. You know what I mean? The the stuff that's coming up. I just didn't understand why that was necessary. Yeah, I it does Oh, really... okay. I didn't I didn't see this. I didn't remember this part where he's walking out with a lady. Oh yeah, okay. Roger Dorn, world's worst adulterer. <laughs> Doing it on camera. What a dumbass. I thought you meant, like, why is this scene necessary, which I can kind of get. But, yeah, that's the reason why she, uh, what's coming up is going to come up. Yeah, I just, I, I didn't, uh, I didn't see that at first, so. Man, how shitty would that be? Oh, yeah, you were great, but, yeah, we're going to bench you anyway. If I was the manager, though, I probably would have done the same thing because every time Rick Vaughn's pitched against the Yankees, he's just getting shelled. It's true. Whereas Eddie Harris looks to be like, uh, looks like one of them crafty, them crafty pitchers that, like, his record, if you look on the back of a baseball card, his best year is like, he was like 17 and 13 with like a, like a three ERA and like maybe, maybe 110 strikeouts. He's a nice, uh, nice number two guy in your rotation. Well, maybe like more like a number four. Like he eats innings. He saves the bullpen because he can go deep into games. He's not going to lose games for you, but he's not going to win you a ton either. Like he's relying on the offense to to get him the wins. Oh, here he comes stalking again. Well, hey, uh, we got this really important game coming up, but. Uh... Just go check out her apartment, see how she's doing. Well, I mean, he. I don't think she gave him any, like, you know, warning, like, hey, I'm going to go ahead and stay here after sleeping with you. That's she still, true. She told him that she's moving in with Tom. So, I mean, it's not like it's a big surprise. I'm sure if he went over there, like, there's fucking three or four more old couples there having dinner with him. So. not why I came over here. I came over here to get some duke. Russ, uh, you remember that term that you coined? Uh, I believe that this uh, lady has gone dick fishing. Yep. And she's reeled one in. (laughs) 
That's one of my favorite things we've ever come up with. That's fucking hilarious. Maybe we'll put that on a t-shirt at some point. I hope so. It is kind of shitty what she did to him, though. Not telling him until afterwards. Well, I don't think uh, he would have banged her if he knew that she was uh, Roger Dorn's wife. Or maybe he would have. I don't know. I don't know. I also want to know, like, what the hell was Jake doing? Was he just sitting there listening to them bang it out? Or... <laughs> He's just like, I wish he'd hurry up. I want to heat up these pizza rolls. But when I use the microwave, it turns the light off in the bedroom. He wants to sacrifice a live chicken. <laughs> kind of want to watch him sacrifice a live chicken. Does that make me weird? Well, I mean, we've already got a stalker subplot in here, so why not? That's true. The the, the occult, stalking, adultery. This movie has it all. I don't, I don't know about you, but now I kind of want some chicken. I watched this movie last night uh, at like 10.30 at night, kind of prepared for tonight, and I kind of thought the same thing, like, fuck, KFC doesn't sound half bad right now. See, you know you're a badass when you can just grab a fly and kill it like that. No, I think uh, I think one of these times I'm going to go take in an Indians game. It's not too far away, so. You should. Their ballpark's Wait. actually really nice. I don't know what it's called now, but it used to be called Jacobs Field. It is. It's called Progressive Field. Oh, okay, Progressive. Oh, dude, the he's not the best color commentator in the league for no reason. That's how <laughs> I feel about this podcast. Like, you're Bob Euchre and. You're the color commentator. Yeah, <laughs> you're a. I say three. You're, you're a little better than that guy. Come on. I say three words and that's it. Until like I get an angry email, like I wish you'd shut the fuck up. We want to hear more from Lucas. <laughs> well, that would be a work email, I'm sure, because that's the only people that are going to listen to this. <laughs> Actually, my wife might even tell you that too. She's like, will you oh. shut up? I want to hear from Lucas. <laughs> I hear enough of you at home. The way this guy pitches cracks me up. He looks like he's straining so hard to throw anything. He is definitely known for where he can spot the ball, not because he can like bring it like 96. 
I look like I can throw a faster fastball than Eddie Harris. True. But he could just spot him wherever he wants, like low and inside, right above your knee. You got it. Man, I I don't think I've ever seen so many people get picked off at first base. That seems to be a recurring theme here in this movie. Yeah, see this here? Slow-mo? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like every time this movie is shown in slow motion and it involves Wesley Snipes, it's because they had to make him look better than he actually was. <laughs> so it's, I wonder if the baseball was real that he caught there, if they just added that in in post-production. <laughs> I should have done more research about white men can't jump, but apparently he's not a very good basketball player either. He's also not good at paying taxes. He is not, but he is a very good vampire hunter. It's true. I guess uh, Wesley Snipes, though, he turned down a role in Do the Right Thing to do this movie. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, I, it worked out both ways, I think. Yeah, I think he turned down the role that Samuel Samuel Jackson ended up taking. So, I mean, I guess it worked out well for everybody. I mean, Do the Right Thing is definitely more culturally significant than Major League, but... Yeah. It's not like Wesley Snipes went from, like, turning down Do the Right Thing to make, uh, I don't know, like, a real shitty like B action flick or something. You know, Dorn really got motivated after his wife banged somebody else. Yeah, I know. He's gone from being like kind of like just a half-assed baseball player to like, he looks like a fucking all-star right now. I dare say he's the MVP of this game so far. It's true. Well, besides uh, the guy that hit the home run for the Yankees. So yeah, well, I mean, right now, for, for the Indians, he is the MVP. Yep, should have gotten a live chicken. I wonder what kind of stats Pedro Serrano has. Like, I bet he's got like 30 home runs, like 80 RBIs, but he's bat like 217. Yes. <laughs> yeah. What order in the lineup would you put him? Uh, he's definitely the cleanup hitter. He's the number four hitter. Ooh, don't say, don't say fuck you, Jobu. We've already seen what happens with Jobu. He's thinking about all state insurance right now. Or running for president of the United States. It's true. Having Jack Bauer take down terrorists. Boom. Wonder if they actually let him hit that ball. Yeah, they did. He's at, like I was saying earlier, he's like a apparently a pretty decent hitter in this movie. Yeah. 
he's carrying the bat around with him. I don't know why that looks silly, but I also think it's like really fucking cool that he did that. Yeah. I don't know if I if I saw a major leaguer doing that today, I don't know if I would think it was cool or just weird. I would think like fuck, like somebody has pissed him off and he's taking that bat around the bases to like exact revenge. <laughs> stuck his tongue out oh man i love i love this like the caption on this though says like he blows raspberry is that what that's (laughs) called yeah and i tell you what this would actually be a pretty exciting baseball game to watch Rush, you okay? Sound like you just fell over. I did. <laughs> because this is such an exciting baseball game. <laughs> Fall out of your seat good, huh? Now, the uh, the thing with this is, like, this is before they realigned the divisions in baseball. Like, they just had two divisions, and the Yankees and the Indians used to be in the American League East together. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have. In case you're wondering, yeah, each league has three. But in case you're wondering why the Indians and the Yankees were battling it out for the division title, that's why. Because now the Indians would have gotten into the playoffs anyways, because they would have been the wild card team most likely. Yeah. Eddie looks a little tired. Eddie looks like he was fucking tired about 20 years ago. <laughs> that's a, uh, that's old, uh, Mark Dyer out there pitching. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I can't do it anymore. You know what though? Like I appreciate like he's a gamer, but like I would have pulled him too. Like he said he had, enough for one more but he like was totally missing like the location he was almost looking like rick vaughn early in the movie yeah fuck this gets me Man, so there... pumped up yeah it'd be so fucking cool to watch a crowd sing this when somebody was coming out hey russ that was you i hate this fucking song every time i play friday on friday I was just talking about that the other day. Like I'm, I'm actually glad you don't work Fridays anymore because I don't have to hear that song. <laughs> I'm gonna have to get Adam on that. That is a terrible drawing. It is. But man, like this still gets me fired up. Like. I've, I, like I said, I can't tell you how many times I've seen this movie, and I still get fired up every time he comes out of the bullpen and that song starts playing. Yeah, that's sweet. I think those are the glasses that I would go for if I had to wear 
corrective lenses is the ones with the skull and crossbones in the middle and like on the sides. Yeah. I wonder if you call those the Rick Vaughn specials. Like if they would know what you were talking about. I'll tell you what, next time I go to the eye doctor, I'll find out for you. Say, Hey doc, have you ever seen those Rick Vaughn specials? Who's fucking Rick Vaughn? Uh, I would leave immediately. I guess you don't want my business. Strike this motherfucker out. <laughs> um, I actually used that exact line when I was coaching baseball. How old were the kids you coached again? Uh, he was 12. Okay, well, then that, if he was an 11 year old, I'd be like, dude, come on. He's 11. Yeah, he's I don't know. No, he's, he was mature enough. He was 12. He's heard motherfucker once or twice. Yeah. Or said it once or twice, you know, whatever. Damn, Clue Haywood can fucking rake. <laughs> Damn, that those are still great numbers today. I wonder, so you said he was... Uh... MVP was he a hitter at all? Oh well, no. no he, he, won, pitcher, he won the he Cy said, Young. Right? Yeah, he won the Cy Young for the Brewers. So he was never a hitter. No. I wonder if they, I wonder if they actually had him go up against him to see if he could hit. <laughs> well, I mean, I would imagine that even though he isn't a hitter by trade, that he's still more of a natural hitter than like the rest of the cast. True. He really reminds me of, a, of an old friend of ours, Russ. Ah, oh, fuck, kid. I fucking missed the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Next time I see him, I think I'm going to call him Clue Haywood. Although he reminds <laughs> me more of Jack Parkman from uh, Major League Two. You know, I got to watch it again. I don't, I don't remember the character. He was the guy that they signed as the free agent, and then they ended up trading him to the White Sox because they were losing money and they couldn't afford to pay him anymore. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's been too long. It's a good-looking pitch right there. I'm not sure that umpire saw it, though. He was kind of getting out of there when that pitch was coming in. He's like, fuck, I don't know. Like, I've seen this guy pitch. He could be hitting me in the head. <laughs> must be pretty warm in Cleveland like no one's wearing like a jacket like I have seen Indians baseball in the fall plenty of times and it's not that warm outside that looks like me watching the World Series uh, game seven. Oh yeah that was you know that was a great game though I mean they they had that home run late on the, the uh, eight the home run was hit yeah And then this guy comes out like, fuck you, you don't get a song. Nope, doesn't get one yet. (laughs) 
I wonder how much of the uh, the stuff he just ad libbed up there in the booth. I would imagine it was quite a bit. Willie Hayes always reminded me of uh, Kenny Lofton. Do you remember him when he played for the Indians? Yeah, actually, yeah, I do. Believe it or not, yeah, Kenny Lofton's one of my all-time favorite Indians players, besides Jim Tomey. And yeah, that's who Willie Hayes always reminded me of. Jim Tomey's more like Serrano, but he could hit. Yeah, Tomey could hit better. I always remember Tomey for his home runs. Well, Jim Tomey would never win a batting title, but he was—he could at least hit two fifty. And Jake Taylor wearing the rare uh, helmet with no ear flap on it, like the ones you win at like the the fair if you hit like three bait or like knock down three milk jugs. That's all. Those are also the helmets where you get uh, helmet nachos in them. Oh yeah, they are, aren't they? If you go to the Cincinnati yeah, just, Reds, just an obscene amount of nachos. I seen a guy at a game once take down two of those. <laughs> I bet you Adam could take down two of those. Oh, I'm sure he could. You know, now I kind of want to take him to a game and just to, just to see if he can do it. Well, you'd have to like, hey, I'll buy your ticket if you can take down two of these. But if you can't, you have to pay me for the ticket. That seems like a fair deal. Yeah, also, so. yes, you'd have to pay for the nachos. Well, we have to get over this whole COVID thing first. We have to yeah, allow fans have to be able to come back to the games before we can do that. But <laughs> tell you what, though, un- unathletic or not, he that's a pretty good slide there. Yeah, I'd give him that. Considering the jump that he got, that shouldn't have been as close as it was, though. I mean, he got a pretty good jump on the the Duke. It's true. That catcher's a hell, hell of a thrower. Now, was the cup yeah, adjustment a... part of that sign? Uh, yeah, it probably was. That's a hell of an idea. <laughs> the third base coach, uh, real quick, um, in the catching scenes involving Tom Berenger, he actually was the one doing the catching. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a former uh, catch, uh, major league catcher. His name's Steve Yeager. He played for like, I think it was like 15 or 16 years. Nice. Yep, that's exactly what would happen if somebody uh, was calling a shot like that. Oh yeah, that well, that would happen even today. You know, you know who the the pitcher reminds me of, Russ. Another guy that he reminds me of. Who's the, that? the one that was that was pitching earlier in this game? Um, he reminds me a lot of the Sandman. He looks like the fucking Sandman from ECW. Are you talking about Eddie Harris? Yeah. <laughs> 
he's he's gonna go out there and crush a beer can over his head and hit the Duke with a kendo stick. Yeah. <laughs> this guy has like half a double horn. Yeah, that or look like one of them straws that you get at the bar to stir your drink. Eighties were weird times, man. Pretty good jump there too. Mm -hmm. It's the worst bunt I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's just like almost like he just kind of got like a half swing at it. <laughs> Jake Taylor looks like he's about to shit his pants running down the first base. This is a hell of a throw, though. If this wasn't a movie, I'm not sure Jake Taylor beats that throw. Probably not. <laughs> I tried that slide as a kid playing baseball, and I thought I broke my hip. Because <laughs> <laughs> he has that leg curled around. Yeah. Um, I think the cool. Go ahead. I, I think the coolest home plate play I ever saw was my nephew like jumped over somebody once. Also, he did the Willie Mays Hayes from Major League Two. He does that yes. in that movie. Yep. Um. Real quick, the last fun fact of the night. Uh, the writer of this is a huge Cleveland Indians fan, and the reason he did this movie is he wanted to see the Indians win the pennant. I mean, of course, they end up with, like, they win the division, but he wanted to see the Indians as a winner, so he made a movie about the Cleveland Indians being a winner. I wonder if the, uh, I wonder if the writer of Draft Day was a Browns fan. You know, I don't know. I know whoever wrote that movie hates the Seahawks because their general manager is a fucking asshole in that movie. Yeah, he really is. We need to do that one soon. Maybe we'll try to do that one before the NFL season starts. Or at least during NFL season. I like it. I mean, it's not a great movie, but I, I love it. I'll sit down and watch it whenever it's on TV. I just like it because it makes the Browns look good, and it's not easy to do. Oh, we totally missed where uh, Lynn just dumped her lawyer boyfriend to get back with Jake Taylor. Apparently the D was good enough. She's like, fuck it, I don't want all that money. I don't want the uptown penthouse. Let's uh, just let me uh, ride around in that shit box, Jake. Well, she bagged herself a winner. He's like part of a division winner now. It's true. Now he's going to be making slightly more than league minimum. <laughs> yeah. So, Lucas, uh, in the terms of the sports movie, like if you were to rank your favorite sports movies of all time, where would you put this one? Well, it's it's definitely in my top five. I think my favorite one would probably be Remember the Titans. But this is definitely in the top five. You know, I like – I really like radio. Um, Hoosiers is good. 
Um, Miracle is a great movie. Yes, I I would definitely put this in the top five. Yeah, I mean, for me, this is like my favorite sports movie of all time. Like, this is the one that like every baseball season, right before baseball season starts, like it hasn't started until I sit down and watch this movie. I was going to say, yeah, I mean, it it got you your favorite team, you know? Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know, man, just something, uh, something about this, like, Probably this is the most successful the Cleveland Indians will be for a while, at least while I'm alive, is they beat the Yankees in a fictional movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let us hope not. Let's let's hope that, you know. Um... Fingers crossed. I think this might be, like, the best chance we got since the season is so short and they've got such a strong pitching staff. I think they've got a shot at it. Oh, well, there we go. Well, Lucas, before we wrap this up, do you have anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I just, I think this was an excellent choice on your, on your part to pick this movie to watch. Cause it's, it's hilarious. You know, it's, it's kind of, uh, gut wrenching for a while. You know, you don't know what's going to happen with the guys on the team and then, you know, trolling the owner and a little bit of stalking in there too. I mean, this movie had everything. Oh, uh, before we wrap it up, uh, the last this is the the last fun fact of the night. The original ending of this wasn't like this. Originally, she was portrayed to be like a hero that she like come up with this whole plan uh, to inspire this team to win, and it was all part of like some like oh well, if I inspire them to win by telling them that if they suck, they they'll play better. And I guess it didn't test very well. Like they didn't like her becoming the good guy. So they went back to the original ending where like, basically she's the one that has to eat the big shit burger that Lou Brown talks about. I like it better that they kept her as a villain. Yeah. I don't think making her the good guy where she was basically doing this to inspire them to win. I just don't really like that either. Yeah. You built her up to be like nasty the whole time. And then like, just to do that at the end, just kind of a, is cheap. Right. Well, man, well, if, you, if you don't have anything yeah, else to add, man, that, 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 you got, no, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm good. I, like I, I think I said everything I need to say. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't have anything else for you guys tonight. So, uh, once again, thank you for, uh, listening to the couch Brotato podcast and we'll catch you guys next time. Bye everybody.